the Sefer HaMitzvahs were up to the prohibition of the Mitzvah Shin Man Vav, the 346th prohibition. And this is the prohibition which we have been warned from having an intimate relationship with a Nida during the time of the woman's menstrual cycle, at the time that she is Tame, that she's ritually unclean. That is, during the seven days from the time, the period of the Nidus. That comes from the Pasuk in Vayikra, Perek Yudches, verse Yudches, chapter 18, verse 19. The Torah said, Dervel Isha benidas tum tikrov, not to come close to the woman during her time of her tumor, impurity during the menstrual cycle. This remains as long as she hasn't used the mikvah. After seven days, she remains a nida, and the prohibition will last even beyond seven days had she not used the mikvah. One who transgresses this prohibition, if he did it intentionally, would be liable for the punishment of kares, of being cut off. If he did this accidentally, then he would be liable for this set chatos, the animal chatos, the that you bring for the accidental sin. Sefer HaMitzvah, the mitzvah, loisas hashin memzayin, the 347th prohibition. This prohibition is the prohibition of having a relationship with a married woman. That is from the Posik, from the verse in Vayikra, Perik Yudches Posik Chof. And the Posik states, Vel that you're not uh, permitted, prohibited from having a intimate relationship with the wife of your uh, of another man. The punishment for violating this prohibition, this is a, there's a general prohibition against having a relationship with a married woman, but there is a difference as far as the punishment goes, uh, who uh, the exactly the, uh, the woman who the relationship took place with. Which means they all get, get the death penalty, but the question is, what type of death penalty do you get? So he says like this, if this married woman was a betrothed naira, a betrothed maiden, which means that she has not yet been intimate and married fully to her husband, just betrothed to her husband, so then the Torah says that her punishment would be skila. She would be stoned. As the Pasik states, and the Rambam writes uh, in Yad HaZoka that the same thing would be the punishment for the man. The Rambam doesn't specify it, but the punishment is skila. She would be chayiv skila and the man would be chayiv skila too. If the woman was a Bas Koyen, she was a daughter of a Koyen, the one, the married woman was a daughter of a Koyen, the one who he had 
the relationship, then the penalty, the death for her would be a sreifa, would be burning, and the husband, uh, he, the husband, he would get chenek. So there's a difference in the type of death that would be administered for the woman, it would be sreifa, and for the husband it would be chenek, by strangulation. Now, if she was a daughter of a Yisrael, so we have three possibilities. One was a betrothed maiden, which means she hasn't yet, uh, she wasn't fully married uh, to this husband. At that point, the penalty is skila for her and for him. If she was a bas koyen, so then she gets sreifa and the husband gets chanek. If she was a bas Yisrael, the daughter of a Yisrael, and she's not a mu'urasa, naira mu'urasa. She was already intimate with her husband, so then both of them will get chenek. She would get chenek, and the husband would get chenek. Of course, all this the Rambam says is if the testimony against the man and the woman for having that relationship has been established. But if it's not established, so then... Uh, he would get the punishment of Kuris, of being cut off, uh, for uh, as a punishment. Even if Bezdin doesn't do their punishment, then the punishment of Kuris remains. Now, Kuris would only be in a case when he was intentional. But if it was accidental, didn't know she was married, something like that, but if it was a mistake, it was a shogeg. So then the uh, penalty would be that he would bring a set chatos that's the chatos which is set always the same as opposed to an oil of a yodid. and the Rambam writes that the prohibition against this relationship has been doubled already in the ten saying, the ten commandments in both in, in Shemois and then later on in Dvorim when there's a repetition of the Aseris Adibris, the Pasik says Leitinov. Leitinov is a prohibition against extramarital relation of having a relation with a married woman. This, uh, this love uh, is talking about the relationship. Tinov means a relationship with a woman who is married. The language of the Mechilta is, uh, it says, Loitinov. Why did the Torah write Loitinov? And he says, because the Torah. So from the Pasik of Ayikra Chav, Pasik Yud, the Torah tells us a penalty. That those who had this relationship shall both die, the man and the woman, but. Aina uh, Shamanu says over there in the Mechilta, we find the penalty, but we didn't find the Torah to tell you don't do it. Now, before the Torah punishes, the Torah has to say a prohibition. So the prohibition, therefore, the Mechilta said, is the Pasuk of Leitinov from the Aseres Adibris. And the Sifra says that when the Pasuk says, Asher Yinaf. Uh, in the Pasik that it says that they shall so again he says a similar thing over there the Pasik continues that uh, they shall be put to death 
The Sivra says a similar thing. So the Pasuk over there where it says, In the Pasuk, we hear, we know about a punishment. It says that you put him to death. But we don't know from where do we hear. We haven't heard that it's prohibited. So that's why the Pasuk tells us, Whether it's a man, whether it's a woman, is the prohibition. So the question that arises is, why the Rambam says this was duplicated in the Psukim in the Aseris Adibris in Shemais Advarim. But what about this posting that we have here in uh, that says How come that's not counted? So the Rambam, the reason why they don't make this posting as the Azhara, as the warning, as the prohibition, is because there is no specific in mention in this verse with regards to the woman because it only says it only talks about the noiv, it talks about the man the prohibition about him so therefore uh, we must use the posik in which it says both Asher uh, in the, the, in, in the passing where it says and that would include both uh, the man and the woman and this is something which we find also by other prohibited relationship that we don't just say just because the Torah made a warning for the man that automatically includes uh the woman. No, you need a pasik. So therefore, when it says here loitin of, which is ex- includes both of them, uh, but not from the pasik just aleisha mitcha, which would just talk about the man. We would not automatically learn that the woman also, because uh, example for this is when the Torah says loitikrevu legalis erva. So the Torah writes it in a plural. Instead of saying loisikrav, it says loitikrivu, you shall not come close. And that's in the Pasik in Vayikra Perik Dikhazvov. And we learn from here how they can't that there's two of them, and that is so to warn the man for having the relationship with the woman who was married, and the woman for having a relationship with a man while she's married. The Gemara in Sanhedrin says that everybody was included in the Noyev. Uh, which means that the general rule is that everybody, when the Torah says not to have extramarital relationship, that includes everybody. So the prohibition and the warning for not having the relationships with a, with a married woman uh, would include no matter what her status, whether she's a Baskoyan or or she's a, uh, a betrothed woman, they're all the same posing. The only difference is that Torah had taken out as far as the punishment, and it says for a Baskoyan you get Sreifa, uh, she gets uh, Sreifa, and the husband in that case, and for Narimur also, they both get Skila, but it's only... Uh, as far as the penalty, but the prohibition is the same. Having a relationship with a married woman, that is the prohibition. Doesn't matter what it is, but wh- who, who exactly she is, but it does matter as far as the punishment go. And the Rambam writes, I've already explained this idea in the introduction uh, of the Sefer HaMitzvah, the, the, the Rambam over there writes, uh, 
that this is something which uh, uh, as uh, that he differs with others who count each one of these cases is a separate mitzvah, uh, the prohibition for the Baskoyen, the prohibition for Naivarosa. Rambam says, no, it's all one prohibition. It's only distinguished in what kind of a punishment they get. In Sefer HaMitzvahs, we're doing the prohibition number 352, the mitzvah Beis, which basically in the Rambam concludes the mitzvahs in the order of all the Yisudei, Bia mentioned in the Pesukim in Vayikra, in Perik Yudches, that we've been studying, and the Rambam is going to speak about the uh, prohibition of the day, and as well as give us some general rules that pertain to the previous mentioned mitzvahs that apply to all the uh, prohibitions that we have uh, studied with regards to prohibited intimate relationships. So the Rambam starts off this mitzvah, the 352nd mitzvah, Shinun Beis, is the warning that we have been warned from not having a relationship with one's father's brother, that's a paternal uncle, a brother of your father. Now, this comes from the verse in Vayikra, Perik Yudches, Pasuk Yudalet. The verse states over there, Ervas achi avicha loi segale, that you may not reveal, be intimate with your father's brother. Now, of course, this would also be in violation of a previous prohibition against having uh, ha- uh, homosexual relationships. So in this case, the Rambam states that if you have uh, by accident uh, had a relationship with a uh, uncle, with your father's brother, then you would be liable for two chatos, for two uh, sin offerings, as we have explained earlier with regards to a relationship with one's father, which you're violating both prohibition, first of all, a male with a male, and second of all, with a relative, your father, the same thing is with your father's brother, there would be two carbon chatos uh, for violating this if it was done by accident. The Gemara in Sanhedrin uh, states that one who has a relationship with his, an intimate relationship with his father's brother would be liable for two chattas according to all of opinions from this posseg as we mentioned not to reveal the uh, and be intimate with the father's brother now the Rambam is going to say uh, and these are rules that apply to the previous mentioned halachas also. The Rambam says, I want you to know that whenever uh, I said, when I say that the testimony has been established, what is the testimony that needs to be established? How is it established? What I mean is there needs to be, first of all, there need to be two kosher witnesses, minimally, more is also warning him beforehand uh, that he shall not do it. 
and the person accepts and does it not withstanding the warning. And also, we can only do uh, these uh, judgment, these rules, if we have a fitting bezdin, a kosher bezdin, a court that consists of 23 judges. That is the bezdin that uh, deals with matters that are capital cases. They had, this bezdin collected the, the testimony and another condition, it has to be during the period when capital punishments apply. That really applied only when there was the Beis Hamikdash and we had the great court, the Beis Din Agodel and the Lishka Sagozis, and then only were they able to do these punishments, these capital offenses. So that is when I say that the testimony has been accepted, has been uh, sustained. But it's obvious that uh, the Rambam says that all the uh, above-mentioned prohibited uh, relationship and the POSIC, uh they would also carry with them uh, the uh, Koris being cut off which is the Torah's way of saying uh, the additional punishment uh, from the Torah that they would be cut off because even if the Torah didn't write in each particular uh, prohibition over here the uh, punishment of Koris but the Torah then later on said it as a general rule the Torah says that kikol asher yase mikoil hatoevas ha'elu v'nichrusu anefoshes ha'oisus. This is a pasuk in Perik Yudches, pasuk Chavtes and Vayikra, in which the pasuk says, after the pasuk enumerates all the other kind of all the different types of prohibited relationships, the Torah says anyone who does from all these abominations, those souls will be cut off. So therefore it's obvious that they also have the punishment of Kodesh and as we'll see that in situations where the penalty as the Rambam just said like it needs the requirement to in order to have the penalty of of, of Misa, of the death penalty has to have these Niskaima but even when it's not Niskaima there is still that penalty of Kodesh the Rambam is talking about. The Rambam says further that we should know that all those that we mentioned earlier from these prohibited relationships, that the, uh, the punishment for them would be being to put death by Bezdin, that also comes from the language of the Torah. Just like the Kodesh is from the Torah, wherever the Torah mentions the death, that is where the penalty mentioned is death. However, the different types, the way Bezdin executes the person that we mentioned, sometimes we said that it was through stoning, and sometimes we say it's through chenek, which is choking. Sometimes we said that it's through burning. And therefore, he says that these types, the different types, 
So these various types of the different uh, uh, ways that Beisden executes, whether it's through stoning or chenek, through choking or shreif or burning, so there are differences uh, how we know them. Some of them we have by tradition, some of them are explicit in the verse. The Rambam further says that all these laws of these arayis, these prohibited relationships, are uh, articulated in the tractates of Sanhedrin, the tractate of Christus, and in many places in the tractate of Yubamas, Kisubas, and Kiddushin. Further, the Rambam says that in the beginning of the tractate of Christus, over there it's explained that any time you have a sin that for doing it intentionally you would be liable for chorus, the punishment is chorus. Um, and then also if you did that sin by accident accidentally b'shoigig the penalty would be a set chatas. A set chatas, as the Rambam will explain in a minute, is the regular chatas that comes only from the animal, a sheep or a goat. So if the Torah said that if you do it intentionally, you get the punishment is chatas. And if you do it accidentally, the punishment is a chatos, set chatos. So then we know automatically that you would be chayiv if you don't know when you're not sure whether you did that violation which has zdoine chatos and shigos chatos, you would be chayiv an oshum tolui. That's a special hanging korban. It's a sacrifice which is hanging for the time being that you're not sure you would bring that carbon until you find out. And then you would uh, bring a chatos if you found out that you... Uh, Rambam doesn't say it here, but that's the halacha, that you would bring a chatos when you find out. Now, the Rambam says, what do we mean when we say a chatos kavua, a set chatos? Because sometimes that's as opposed to the oilaviyoyred, uh, which in Chatos Kavua needs to be only from an animal, and it's a sheep or a goat, as opposed to the oil of which the Torah allows for, based on the person's ability to uh, afford to pay, sometimes they can bring even not an animal, a bird or a, a flower, uh, you can bring a lesser expensive thing. But a chatos kavua means the Torah, in those cases, the Torah wants you to bring a set chatos. The Rambam says, if you look into all the prohibitions, and you're going to think about all the punishment that have been mentioned by each mitzvah, uh, so you will find that any sin that you are for the intentional chorus uh, and then the korban for the shoigig for the accident will be this chatos kavua there is no other chatos uh, a non chatos kavua only basically by two sins basically what the Rambam is saying there is 
only two exceptions in which the carbon will not be a chatos kavua, a regular chatos, but the oil of a yoyret chatos, but not the sheep or goat, but something which can change according to the fearability. Which are the two sins? Uh, those two sins will get karis, and there are two sins that you can get karis for, but the shaygig will get a non-set chatos, but the oil of a yoyret. Which are the two sins? Those are Tumas Mikdosh and Tumas Kadoshov. Meaning defiling the holy, the base of Mikdosh, and also defiling the holy foods, the holy the kochim. What does it mean the Rambam says Tumas Mikdosh when the defiling the Mikdosh? That is talking about when a person who's impure enters into the courtyard, even to the courtyard of the uh, of the base Mikdosh. That means he violates that Tumas Mikdosh if he does so accidentally. Or Tumas Kotchov, that means that a Tome who is eaten uh, hold the holy foods while he ate the holy food while he was Tome. So in both of these cases, that even though if he does it intentionally, there will be a Khatas. But in these two exceptional cases, if it doesn't intentionally be a chorus, but in these two cases, when he does it accidentally, he's not going to bring a chatos kavua, he's not going to bring a set chatos from an animal, but he's going to be allowed to bring an oil of according to his affordability in these two cases, either if he enters to the base of Mikdush when he's tome, or he's kachim when he's tome. The other thing that you can see, the rule that you can see, that every mitzvah that is a prohibition and you are chayiv for the mezid kodesh, automatically you'll be chayiv achatas for the shaykik, for the accident. So, okay, there could be achatas kavua sometimes, it could be achatas leviyoyret, but there will be achatas for any prohibition, even those two cases. There's only one exception to this, and that is one who is a Magadif, one who blasphemes Hashem. So in that case, if he doesn't intentionally scores, but there is no karmachatos for doing it b'shogik. And a further rule that Rabbam brings out, that any person who is liable for penalty uh, be executed by Bezdin, by the court, doesn't matter what type of execution, but in any one of the four executions that Bezdin administers, that person automatically also has the prohibition, the kodesh. So that if Bezdin, for whatever reason, doesn't kill him, they can't kill him, or they don't know about him, so then he gets kodesh. But this is not across the board, because there are ten exceptions, the Rambam says, who would be liable for the penalty of death executed by Bezdin, and still these ten cases don't have courage, don't have the prohibition of being cut off. And they are as follows, the Rambam accounts them, Macy's Macy's is when one persuades another person to go and worship Ivan the Zorah. This is talking about individuals. Madiach is talking about Umadiach means when one pushes away an entire city to go worship Abay Dezorah. Unavi Sheker, that's a false prophet who prophesizes falsely in the name of Hashem. Uh, 
These are all people that they get Mrs. Bezdin, but there's no curse by them if Bezdin doesn't punish them with Mrs. Bezdin. One who prophesizes and uses Avedizora as the source for his prophecy. And also, this is talking about a rebellious sage who goes against the high court in Yerushalayim and he rules against their ruling. And a Ben Soder that's talking about a son who's a, a glutton and uh, the Torah describes uh, Skila for him, but he doesn't get Karas uh, uh, if Bezin doesn't do that punishment. Also, if a person going to Nefesh Yisrael, one who steals a Jewish person, a kidnaps, or the Ritzeach, a murderer, or Maka of Vima, one who smites his father and his mother. And he curses his father's mothers. All these, if the Beisdin was established, the testimony I said before, on the requirements for Niskaimedus, then he would be killed. But if not, they didn't know about it, or Beisdin couldn't kill him, then, although he exposed himself to death because Beisdin could kill him, but there is no chorus in those cases. The Rambam concludes, know these rules and remember them.